Answers with Amy Toy. I have two special guests, two for the price of one. Both have different strengths. One is Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos, and I hope I don't kill your name, Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Patricia Canelo. And both have different strengths. So I'm going to bring Kat first. Kat, tell us a little bit about you and about the upcoming book that we're going to discuss. Well, thank you so much for having us on your show, Amy Toy. And um, my, my name is Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos just like cannabis that you smoke, but with a K. And I'm accredited in psychopathology and special education. And I taught psychology at USF, which is University of South Florida in the Fort Myers branch. Um, and I taught the severely uh, emotionally handicapped for 10 years, and then I was uh, a special education department head for two years before finally retiring so that I could travel with my husband, and I am an international speaker, and I'm also an author known as the queen of dreams for my syndicated columns, and a PR guru. I'm a video podcaster for the Dreaming Healing Show on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, and my book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Dr. Larry Burke of Duke University Medical on dreams, precognitive dreams that diagnose illness, just won the Nautilus Book Award. Awesome, awesome. And then, Reverend Pat, tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a little bit of a different strength, which is why we're going to talk about the book today, um, Chaos to Clarity. Go ahead, Reverend Pat. What, um, what, is your, what is your background? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Amy. And, and as Kat, I'm going to add to your bio that you're co-author with me of Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> how would I leave that out? We're talking about by, yeah, by her for Chaos to Clarity. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'll start with that. I'm co-author with... Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. My name is Patricia Caginello, and uh, co-author of Cast of Clarity. It's actually my fourth book, but I'm also CEO and founder of Sacred Stories Publishing and Sacred Stories Media. I'm an ordained interfaith, interspiritual minister, um, and and that was pretty much a big change event in my life that happened around 50, you know. Um, so the... My, some of my stories, my books, and some of my stories in Chaos to Clarity, along with 30 other authors around the world and significant change events in their lives, the heroine, heroine's journey, and the positive outcome of it, you know, are, are, are detailed pretty well. We share a little bit, you know, in there. But the um, my big change event um, happened at 50, and it kind of turned me up, upside down all around, and I went from... I had actually spent over a decade in education and before that close to two decades in the corporate world and before that was a sergeant in the U.S. Marine Corps having spent six years in the military. So by the time I 
you know, kind of grew up and turned 50, you know, then, you know, life kind of changed on me again, and and that's what really opened me to my spiritual journey. And, and I speak about that in Chaos to Clarity, and, you know, now, mm-hmm. almost nine years later, um, you know, here we are. And, um, and I'm excited to share more, just, you know, and, and help others. You know, this world, I mean, especially today, as we can see, is... You know, things are changing all around us, at, you know, at every moment. And, and I think the um, change can be very, you know, good. And that's what Kat mm-hmm. and I talk about. Um, but it can also be anxiety-producing, and it can be very unsettling. And, and um, so I'm excited, Amy, for Kat and I to be here today and not only speak about Chaos to Clarity, which is a best-selling book, but also, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of change and see, you know, see how we might be able to offer some hope and inspiration to your audience. Most definitely, because we are. I, are you both? So, are you both currently still in Florida? I'm, I'm not in I'm California. Up this in the is Cat. <laughs> yeah, so we're separated from coast to coast. The two of us are. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, changed our, a- our, our our addresses as well in in recently. So. <laughs> I'm in Tampa, so that's what I was asking. <laughs> oh, are cool. you? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well. We're hoping that once this uh, coronavirus settles down, we will be down in the St. Petersburg area where we go in the summer, um, mm. uh, probably in July. So we'll hook up down there. But right now, I think everybody is just kind of hunkered down, which is good. You know, we have mm-hmm. to remember that, especially as Americans, but as people in general, we're survivors. And Mm -hmm. so we have that butterfly effect of change happening right here. You know, there was a a butterfly that Mm -hmm. flapped its wings over in another country, and we're feeling the effects (laughs) of it right here, right now. Mm -hmm. So Chaos to Clarity, the book Chaos to Clarity, is very, very timely. And it shows that, you know, sympathy and empathy that we're feeling for um, people around the world uh, mm-hmm. is is very is very timely and it's very deep. We we're not only sympathizing with them and saying, oh, we feel very very badly that you are um, stuck in your house for two weeks or whatever, but we can empathize mm-hmm. because some of us are also now stuck in our houses for two mm-hmm. weeks, and that's all part of being human beings and part of the evolution of change, which is called metathesiophobia, and that's when we have the fear of that. So right now we need mm-hmm. to make sure that that we trust in the fact that we can and will get through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kat, can you talk about that butterfly effect? Like, what do you mean by that? What is You mentioned that in the book. Can you explain mm-hmm. to our listeners a little bit more about that? Right, well, the butterfly effect is part of chaos theory, um, and, mm-hmm. and, but we, we, you know, Patricia and I think of it in, in the positive terms, which is also known as the butterfly effect. And that means that we're all interconnected through universal oneness. And when mm-hmm. one of us feels something, one country feels something, one group of people feels something, one group of women feels something, the rest of us feel it too, because we are interconnected by universal oneness and, um, you know, our shared uh, humanity throughout the world. So when we, we use it um, to explain how when somebody in South Korea, China, France, Italy is feeling something, 
um, we can feel it as well over here because just as a butterfly, a tiny little butterfly, when it beats its wings, any dispersion mm -hmm. of air can be felt throughout the world. And so, you know, laughter could be the breath of air or the wind beneath the wings of another woman who maybe is, is in a difficult time. We have a way of lifting each other up if we focus on the effect that a butterfly's wings has throughout the world in changing the environment and the weather. And there's scientific evidence that says, well, yes, dispersion of air, just as there's dispersion of water, if you drop a pebble into a pond, you have rings. If you drop a couple of pebbles into a pond, you have intersecting wings. rings. Now imagine a butterfly or two butterflies flapping their wings if air has the same dispersion as water, those, those little rings of air intersect around the world. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, one thing, I, I feel like when I was reading your, your book here, you both, this was an excellent book. I love the stories. I took a story a day and I read one just, to, you know, to keep, keep going. And it was just, I could relate to a lot of the stories. And Reverend Pat, how do you think that change is a catalyst for spiritual transformation? Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Amy? It's happening every day. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when we experience change, change typically elicits an emotion. And based on the type of change, you know, for me, it was an unexpected divorce, sent me mm -hmm. into a depression, went through menopause, you know, it was just triggering of events. But what happened is... I was feeling some really deep emotion, and for me it was deep pain. And for a lot of people it's deep pain. It could be deep fear if they're battling an, an illness. It could be great joy if, you know, they're, they're getting married or the birth of children or so forth. But a deep emotion grabs our attention, and typically it's because an event, a, a significant event in our lives. And when our emotion is grabbed, we have the opportunity, you know, we, we're not distracted, we're paying attention, and we have an opportunity then for choices. And the deeper the emotion, you know, the, the, the more times we will make a choice. I mean, how many times do people say, you know, not that they'd ever want to have a life-threatening illness, but people say it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I started paying attention to life. I started living life when I wasn't living it before. Or you can make choices to maybe get yourself out of an abusive relationship or, mm -hmm. or overcome an addiction. You know, we have stories of somebody, both of those mm -hmm. in, in the book. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, though, a lot of times we're looking for help or support, and, and many times we'll go inward. And when we go inward, or I reached out to my angels, I was like, I, I just need help. Help me. It opens up the opportunity for our consciousness to expand. We're looking for more than what we might have been living in a three-dimensional world, and that is the mm -hmm. catalyst. So the event that elicits deep emotion is the catalyst that gives us the opportunity to open up um, to the a greater awareness of really who we are and maybe why we're here. And, and how we can help. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another mm -hmm. theme that really came came out of the stories in Chaos to Clarity was many of the people, as they were moving through some of their, their darkest hours, as we say, um, looked outward and said, you know, who else, who can I help? How can I help? And, and it was in helping others and coming outside of themselves that they found their greatest healing and ultimately... Mm -hmm you know, a much more fulfilling, beautiful life than they were even living before mm -hmm. the event. 
It's funny you mention that because sometimes what we, we need to learn, we need to teach. And if either one of you want to answer that, has that been your experience? Either one of you, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I think that, you know, I needed to, to learn how to survive. I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor, and so the story in Chaos to Clarity that, that I chose um, uh, to put in there deals with recurrence, which is very frightening for many people. It changes their lives completely. And, and now we have more recurrent survivors than ever before, but when I, when I first wrote that story, especially with, the, with the, um, the large tumor that I had, there weren't that many survivors. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't like change. Uh, as mm-hmm. human beings, we crave routine. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, when we take on... Um, change, and we have to readjust our life and our world to adapt to that change. It's almost human nature as as adults to teach children how to survive that change. And so many of us, Patricia and I, actually went out and were teaching other human beings how to survive change using the stories in the book, Chaos mm-hmm. to Clarity, not just our stories, but all the other stories of all the other people in the book, because somewhere down the line, somebody else will have a similar situation. And, and it's always nice to hear, you know, uh, that, that someone made it through a crisis, but we have mm-hmm. them detail how they made it through that crisis. It wasn't enough to send us a story about their chaos. We wanted mm-hmm. to see their clarity, and we wanted it in a story form, not with preaching and really not with teaching, but rather mm-hmm. by um, showing in their story how they did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, Amy, if I could answer that mm-hmm. as well. Um, sure. One of, of the things, yeah, one of the really the biggest kind of learnings, right, if, if we want to, mm-hmm. you know, frame it that way, that came from my journey was I really kind of learned empathy, on a level that I mm-hmm. I didn't realize I didn't know it, you know, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. And, uh, you know, when I was kind of in some really deep depression and pain um, that was mm-hmm. unexpected for me, you know, I always thought, oh, let's mm-hmm. a relationship, get over it, you know, kind of, you know, you know, mm-hmm. put on your marching boots and let's get going, right? And, and mm-hmm. you know, I was just always that kind of take charge person and deal with it and let's mm-hmm. move on. And doesn't mean I didn't care. I always thought it was a really nice person, but I never really, I think, was tuned in to the depth of what it really felt like and what people were really dealing with. And then when I was feeling it, you know, I just thought nobody mm-hmm. could feel as badly as I was feeling. Nobody could understand my pain. And and mm-hmm. what happened is one day I, re- I received a text from one of my cousins out in California, and, you know, a male cousin and, you know, a very macho kind of male cousin, and he's like, you know, how are you? And mm-hmm. I said, fine, because, you know, that's what you say, right? You just say fine mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get into it, and you figure they really don't want to know. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, well, how are you really? And so I mm-hmm. kind of gave him a little opening, and I said, um, you know, it's a little harder than I think, than I thought. And he had previously been divorced a few years before. And in my, you know, macho male cousin, you know, text me back, um, may peace find you and wrap you like a warm blanket. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what did he just, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm like, I, I don't even understand what just happened. But he touched me so deeply, and I was like, oh, my God, like, he gets it. Like, he knows how Mm -hmm. I feel. And when Mm -hmm. I realized 
like that was like that first light bulb and I was like, Oh my god, if he knows how I feel then he had to have felt it. And if mm-hmm. he felt it then other people has have, would have had to have felt it. And that mm-hmm. honestly, Amy, that opened up my entire world and my my eyes mm-hmm. because I started, you know, not looking at people almost like the walking wounded around me, but I was like, Oh my God, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are really in a lot of pain that are mm-hmm. in this world and and I never got it before that. I never mm-hmm. understood, you know, empathy on that level. And mm-hmm. and that was a really a big turning moment for me in, in, in my life. And so when we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, we you know, we teach, you know, what we learn or we learn what we we must teach, you know, I mean I, I mean I mm-hmm. you know, subsequently, you know, I'm an ordained minister having spent two years in seminary and really my whole life is about, you know, helping to, you know, bring beauty to this world and raise consciousness for mm-hmm. others, and I am so much more aware of, of the people who are really, you know, they're dealing with stuff, and they need mm-hmm. support, not just, you know, mm-hmm. put on your marching boots and let's get going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can relate to that, too, because I was brought up that you're, you're supposed to stuff your feelings, and then in my journey... I drank a lot, and then I've been in recovery for 10 years because all those feelings came up like you, Reverend Pat, just came up. Everything came up. It's like I was vomiting feelings. And mm, yeah. um, I and I tell people, you know, I think um, you're right, empathy. When you've gone through it, you can empathize better. Like, you know, with Cat here, you know, three-time breast cancer survivor, wow, I can't even imagine going through that. And But you have empathy for those individuals that have gone through that journey, so... I found mm-hmm. that the stories in your book, you had a wide range, array of things that you guys talked about, and was addiction, divorce. I mean, do you think that sometimes, how can I put this question, um, that you need to um, kind of get the, I call it the superwoman syndrome, where it's like get the cape off and put it in the hamper for a while. Do you think that kind of knocks us down to rebuild, to rebuild us, these stories, to make us better? What's your opinion on that, Reverend Pratt? Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of that. I think I, I wore that cape a couple times in, in my life. Um, you know, I think that's the power of storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's why. I mean, my company is called Sacred Stories, right? Because I mm-hmm. am a, a sacred, I am a storyteller, and I believe that all stories are sacred because all life is sacred, and um, and. Storytelling is, you know, pretty much as old as time. So we draw inspiration, we draw courage, mm-hmm. we, we draw, you know, community is built on the sharing of our stories. And and I think that, yes, when we can come together, Amy, and we can be honest mm-hmm. and respectful mm-hmm. and caring mm-hmm. with others through the sharing of stories, we're able to, you know, put the cape in the hamper for a little while and say, you know, I don't have to do this all alone. And and mm-hmm. and I can put one foot in front of the other because I, I see someone else has also done it. And, you know, they were able to do it, so I know I can do it as well. So it really allows us uh, to not shoulder the burden quite so, you know, mm-hmm. much by ourselves. And, and Kat, for you, did you feel going through your journey, did this, even though you were vulnerable, did this make you stronger in some way? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, absolutely. Just like most of the, the authors in the book, they, they all, no matter where they were in their, their personal growth in life, they mm-hmm. all realized that they could not get 
through their their chaos without trusting in a higher power. And so with, mm-hmm. in my case, I totally surrendered to it. I said, you know, either take me or, you know, leave me here so I can, I, I can do work with this. But um, I give up. I just, uh, everything I do that I'm supposed to do, that the doctors tell me if I do this, I'll be healed. It's not working. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And, and the test that they're supposed to be giving me to find it at an early stage isn't working. So I give up. It's you know, the balls in your park, in your court. And I think that many of the authors in the book came to mm-hmm. this realization that there is a higher power and that and that, that higher power mm-hmm. is very important. So when our cape mm-hmm. does get, get uh, battered and it gets dirty and we put it in the mm-hmm. hamper, uh, you know, we have that belief that kind of mm-hmm. picks us up, shakes us off, stands us back on our feet, and when our cape is all cleaned and pressed, puts it back on our back, and off mm-hmm. we go. <laughs> A little dirt doesn't stop us. <laughs> no. no. No, it doesn't. Sometimes I look back oh. at my journey, and I'm like, how the hell did I get through that? <laughs> it mm-hmm. was God. It was the angels. It was universal mind. Whatever you want to call your higher power, yeah. I do mm-hmm. believe that it gets you through. That higher power, whatever you believe in, gets you through that journey. So. Um, oh, absolutely. And you know what was amazing yeah. is yeah. when these stories were coming in, Amy, um, Patricia and I didn't say, you have to do this or you have to do that or mm-hmm. you have to put higher power in the book or, or mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to, to put things, certain things in the book. And two things that came and floated to the surface, and I called them the cream of the book, was that every single mm-hmm. author in the book um, – uh, wrote about how they depended on their higher power to help them get through their crisis. And the second thing was how once they put their dirty cape back on, when it was all cleaned, when they had gone through it, or sometimes mm-hmm. even before they'd completely gone through it, they turned their attention to others who were in crisis mm-hmm. or in chaos, mm-hmm. and they gave them a helping hand. And we were really surprised by that it wasn't a requirement we didn't expect it it was just that special gift that floated to the top of the book interesting well we're going to take a little bit of a break ladies uh and when we come back we're going to discuss further the book chaos to clarity sacred stories of transformational change we'll be right back Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 
727-514-7323. May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. And welcome back to the show, ladies. We have Reverend Pat and Kat. <laughs> I like that. You both rhyme. <laughs> Kat and we Pat. planned okay. that. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> and we're discussing this ph- phenomenal book, which is much needed today, Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change. So, Reverend Pat, how do you think that this book can help others with the chaos that's going on with the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever we want to uh, talk about you call it yeah right wow crazy time yeah. we're we're in right now right um mm-hmm. you know it's interesting i i think that it's like any other type of of crisis or any t- other type of change i think that being able the power of story and being able to read other people's stories and see the processes that they've gone through and, and and receive inspiration from them that even at the point where they thought, you know, this is it, like, you know, I don't know how mm-hmm. I'm going to survive this or get through this, they did, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. whether it was mm-hmm. divine intervention or, you know, their own their own personal power or the helping hand of others, you know, they were able to get through it. And so I think in today's world with the with the COVID-19 happening and, and so much um, chaos rolling around us, you know, it makes me remember, uh, you know, what they say when I remember I was in Boston at the time of the Boston Marathon bombing, and um, and they said, you know, look for the helpers. You know, when you start to get scared, or especially with children, or you're starting to feel feel fearful, you know, look for who's helping. And what you know, what that means is, you know, there is there is always support. We're not in this alone, and there are really good, loving, caring people in this world. I mean, more so than I think otherwise. And so, in a, in a situation like COVID nineteen. What I would hope everyone would do or try to do, you know, right before this call, me and one of my kids, we just got back from the neighbors. We went to one of our elderly neighbors to see if he was okay Mm -hmm. and to say, do you need anything? You know, do we need to go to the store? And he was like, ah, I was at the store at 6.30 this morning. And he's like, do you need anything? And I'm like, well, we'll let you know. But but we wanted to ask, you know what I mean? And we wanted to reach out. And I think that what's important and I think what this book shows you, you know, we say it's the heart and soul of our shared humanity, and it really is. It really is. People from around the world wrote stories, and and people from around the world, it doesn't matter what country you're in, we feel the same things, you know, we love the same way, you know, we, 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 we laugh at the, you know, silly things, and... And so the shared humanity. And so I think that reading this book and seeing that and feeling that and drawing inspiration, not only from the individual stories of them overcoming chaos um, and moving to a brighter place, but I think we can draw support and and maybe look outside ourselves and, and say, how can we come together as humanity? What can we do differently? What is this? What can we do in this time of reset? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay to get a little bit quiet, you know, to figure out, you know, how to kind of mm-hmm. come back a little bit brighter and um, and stronger and, and more connected. And so I think that this, this is our opportunity. And instead of, you know, and I think chaos to clarity is an alternative to the fear that is out there. It's something to give us inspiration and hope and, and hopefully mm-hmm. have us go, 
knock on our neighbor's door or call the local town hall or find a way and say who in our community needs help and how can mm-hmm. I help? And and um, and that's also the message, as Kat said, that comes from Chaos to Clarity. So I think reading this book will also inspire people to, to hopefully do that as well. Mm-hmm. Kat, how do you, what advice do you give to people because you talk about the fear of change to others who are listening to this show? What's mm-hmm. your advice to them? Well, right now, especially right now, uh, with what's going mm-hmm. on with this virus, I think, you know, the words that stick in my mind, I remember thinking these words often when I was going through all three of my cancer treatments, you know, because, it, again, mm-hmm. it was also illness. So what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. And, mm-hmm. and this is an opportunity to take inner inventory. What can you uh, change in your life? What other chaos is going in your life that mm-hmm. you, can, you can shift into a clarity by looking back at it? Uh, you know, Winston Churchill uh, once said, when you're walking through hell, keep going. Don't, don't sit down. Uh, keep mm-hmm. going till you come out the other mm-hmm. side. And so I think my advice um, if I were going to give any advice, I, I don't know that I'm qualified to really do that with, with this virus, mm-hmm. but if I were, I would say this is a perfect opportunity to um, look within ourselves, find our strengths that will be there that we maybe didn't know were ever there before, and uh, take that mm-hmm. inner inventory, what can we change in our lives, maybe that we don't need anymore. And how can we become more self-sufficient to ourselves? I remember when I was going through my treatments, I remember thinking, you know, I can't completely depend on the medical community to to track my Mm -hmm. illness because they're Mm -hmm. they're falling down in this. So Mm -hmm. I must depend on my higher power and my dreams, and trust in my spirit guide, spirit you know, guardian angels to tell me if there's a problem, and you know what? They always did. So when, mm-hmm. we're, when we're, you know, uh, self-quarantine or, or uh, under-demanded quarantine, it's a good time to put that dream journal next to your bed and connect with your inner self through your dreams. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, um, precognitive dreams. I have that in my family as well. It's interesting, Kat, that you had dreams that you were, is, if I'm correct, that you had the cancer. Mm-hmm. That's correct. How yep, did, I had, uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Go ahead. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, I, um, what I did were for, for Chaos to Clarity, I used the recurrence um, because a lot oh, of people okay. can, they, they can say that they had, you know, a dream uh, uh, that, telling them about cancer, but your chances mm-hmm. of having a second dream telling you about recurrence, and then finally a third dream, telling you about a third cancer, uh, takes your dreams to another level, and it kind of proves that there is life after life. Because my mother came in, Mm -hmm. she was deceased, she came into my dreams and and helped me Mm -hmm. through that crisis, and I I think that's going to be happening a lot right now with the virus that's going around. So many people Mm -hmm. are frightened. Their deceased loved ones yeah. may come into their dreams and say, look, everything's going to be okay. Just trust mm-hmm. in yourself. Trust in your higher power. Hunker down. You've got food. Cut back on a few things if you need to, but everything's going to be all right. So when, after the first time I had had, 
I'd had the dreams telling me that I had breast cancer after I'd had all of my yearly checkups, the mammogram, pap smear, blood test, mm-hmm. physical exam, and I got all the paperwork telling me I was ha- healthy, I started having dreams saying I had breast cancer. And in these dreams, monks would walk into my dream that I was having uh, through a pop-up window in the dream, much like a pop-up on your computer, and they would say, mm-hmm. come with us, we have something to tell you. And they were Franciscan monks. And they took oh. me into what I call the room between realms, and they took mm-hmm. my hand, put it on my breast, and said, you have breast cancer right here. Go back to your doctors. Get a second set of tests. And it took me three months to actually get my doctors to do exploratory surgery because it wasn't showing up in mammograms or physicals or blood tests. And I was in stage mm-hmm. two uh, breast cancer mm-hmm. with it in a lymph node. And then five mm-hmm. years later, almost to the day, um, I started having the precognitive dreams again, telling me that I had the breast cancer. And I had to go and really self-advocate with my doctors. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when they did an MRI. It took me three months to get it again. that They oh. found that I had a 9 by 11 centimeter uh, cancerous area that was missed using mammograms again, blood tests, and physical exams. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to prove we do have spirit guides, guardian angels. We are their mm-hmm. job, and they take that job seriously, and we mm-hmm. see that throughout the stories in Chaos to Clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reverend Pat, what is, one, is there a story in particular that you love in the book that's really resonated with you? That's a hard question because there, you know, depending on the day, you know, I would probably pick different stories um, because there's so many different types. You know, like we said, there's mm-hmm. one on overcoming addiction. There was uh, one of an you know abusive relationship. One where a woman's husband, uh, ex-husband, kidnapped her children. People lost children. Mm-hmm. People found love later in life. Um, mm-hmm. Downsizing, you know, the changes. What's interesting is some of the changes were um, planned, and some were unexpected, mm-hmm. but all of them created chaos, you know, ultimately, right, because mm-hmm. it's change. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably if I was to pick maybe one of my, my favorite stories, if I could call it my favorite story in the book, would be the story of there's two that have to do with... Um, the relationship with horses and communication from the horse consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, two different women wrote stories. One lost a, a child, and um, mm-hmm. he was stillborn, and and how mm-hmm. her horses have literally opened, you know, opened up and carried her. And the communication and the consciousness that have come um, through the horses with her has, you know, been life changing. And I've actually visited the the sanctuary she's created based on this and met the horses and. And it really is a beautiful high consciousness, and I've communicated with the horses since then. Um, and another that was in England, and another one was this woman in in Canada, and the same thing. You know, um, you know, a life event, a trauma in her life, and the relationship and the consciousness, the communication from her horses. I mean, they are speaking. I mean, they are sentient beings um, that. That, that changed her, that reconnected her back to her soul and um, and ultimately has changed her life. So uh, so I love all the stories, but I think those are two examples of, mm-hmm. you know, different life experiences, different traumas, but the support, you know, really mm-hmm. the oneness. I mean, we could dial back to, you know, the, the oneness 
Kat was speaking about in the beginning of the interview, you know, the butterfly effect, you know, that that mm-hmm. is true because of the interconnectedness of all life, including the the the, the natural world and, and the animal. So, so there's two stories in our book that really bring the mm-hmm. uh, the horses, the animal kingdom forward. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, those are my choices. Those are my picks. And I really <laughs> encourage people to to read. Read them and read the book because it is ultimately, I believe, life-changing. Oh, definitely it is. And now that we are in this time, uh, we can definitely, you know, catch up on our reading, inspirational books, so we don't go stir-crazy, you know, while mm-hmm. we have cabin fever. That would be, hey, there you go. <laughs> Get the book, ladies and gentlemen. How about you, Kat? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it's really about self care. I think at this point, you know, so what else can we? What else can we do? And and I think self care is very important. You know, I have uh, um, my two daughters have worked from home now, so I have a 23 and 24 year old who are home all day working, and pretty much, you know, we're you know not on full lockdown, but pretty close, like the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And we've already had lots of conversations about self-care and putting routines in mm-hmm. place, which include reading books and which include exercising and, and, and you know, practices that we're not just, mm-hmm. you know, binge-watching television, you know, for mm-hmm. hours. And, and that's okay, too, in, in moderation. You know what I mean? That could be self-care to a degree. But, but I mm-hmm. do think that that is really anyone listening, I would really encourage you to, to create some you know, new routines, some new practices, and to be really gentle and and, um, care for yourself. And, yeah, read some great books because there are, chaos to clarity is one and there's many others. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. This would be good uh, to just, uh, well, I'm from Buffalo, New York originally, so we, I'm used to being in lockdown. Sometimes we had a snowstorm and we couldn't leave the house for a couple weeks. So Mm -hmm. I'm used to it. (laughs) Except it's mm-hmm. Florida, and you're like, I want to get out, man. It's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kat? Is there a story yeah. in particular that you like in the book? Well, you know, I loved you know, one of my favorite parts of the book was part one. It's actually mm-hmm. uh, the the book is broken up into five parts, and part one is love and relationships, crazy little thing called love, and the <laughs> second one is health and well being. I'll stand by you, and the third one mm-hmm. is grief and loss. Let the circle be unbroken. Um, which is the the stories that Patricia was talking about were pretty much a knot. Part four was life, journey, and identity, the long and winding road. And then we had a fifth part, which is words of wisdom, if I knew then what I know now. And I really loved the first part, love and relationships, crazy little thing mm-hmm. called love. And one of my favorite stories was uh, Third Time Charm by Denise mm-hmm. Alexander Pyle. And mm-hmm. she was this successful lawyer a successful attorney but she was not successful in her relationships and where you know haven't we heard that one before you know Um, and so she had basically given up totally given up on love Mm -hmm. and um, her niece asked her to go on a trip with her down to Florida I think it was or Virginia uh, from Virginia to Florida, Florida up to Virginia, and um, wanted her to go to a country and western bar for country and western <gasps> dancing. And Denise doesn't do <laughs> country and western dancing, and she she doesn't really like the music all that much. But she really wanted to bond with her mm-hmm. niece, so she went and she found a man that was nothing like what she ever believed would be her perfect mate. 
totally mm. different. They met, and within three weeks, they were married, and they have been wow. married for a very long time. So I just loved that story. And then in mm. Life Journey, I loved uh, Patricia's story, I Hope You Dance. I was laughing mm-hmm. through that whole story. It was just so beautiful how she had been bullied, basically, uh, mm-hmm. by the mean girls when she was mm-hmm. <laughs> in school and, yep. um, you know, did, wouldn't dance anymore because she'd been laughed at when she, she was dancing and finally decided mm-hmm. it's time. I love to dance uh, and I want yep. to dance. And so she, she went to a retreat for dancing and she got there and, she, she sees these really beautiful little red shoes all lined up outside, and then she sees her, her giant flip-flops, and she's ready to get back in the car and drive back home. I was laughing so hard, but in the end, she did dance, and uh, her story was so beautifully written. Here I am telling her story when you could probably get it right from her, but that was my, one of my favorite stories, I Hope You Dance. <laughs> Love it. That's fine. I asked what your favorite story was, or story oh. Yeah, I know. It was hers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great story. Yes. Well, the book was great all around. I was in. I was. I loved it. I was like, this is this is such a uh, inspirational book because you can overcome adversar- adversarial adversarial you know things in life and that. And I feel my my one friend says to me, "Birth is very messy, but you have a beautiful baby after all that messiness." <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good thing. But so, do you think, Reverend Pat, that's true, that sometimes you have to go through these growing pangs? It's messy, it's chaotic, it's panicky right now, it's fearful, but do you think you can emerge as a better than you were before, the chaos or the, the crisis? What do you think, Reverend Pat? I think with, with a conscious choice and awareness, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that's the opportunity. You know, that's the golden nugget, you know, that we have. So at the mm-hmm. heart of all of these, there's, there's opportunity, you know. And so absolutely. But, but I don't think it just randomly happens. I think that we need to show up, you know, mm-hmm. and we need to, we need to um, sometimes dig, dig deep. And, and it is messy and it is painful. And, you know, some mm-hmm. of the work that I'm, you know, I, I'm hoping that Sacred Stories is doing is, um, you know, the intention is that some of these changes, some of these openings is more through joy than pain. You know, I feel like the, mm-hmm. the old paradigm of, you know, that trauma and pain can open us up to this greater spiritual opening or a more beautiful life. I, 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 that is true. It is happening every day, you know, with the conscious mm-hmm. choice. Um, but I really do hope that as more people, even if you're not going through trauma, you know, pick up chaos to clarity and are inspired or, or do you know, dig a little deeper during this current crisis the world is facing mm-hmm. and, and reach out in a different mm-hmm. way and, and, and create the world or be the person that, that they want to have in this world, I think that we really, honestly, Amy, can, can start um, doing more of this beautiful opening and having the lives that we mm-hmm. want through the joyful events, through the, through the third-time charm, through the birth of children, mm-hmm. through the, mm-hmm. the opening and service to others. That allows us mm-hmm. to open further as well. Mm-hmm. How about you, uh, Kat? Do you feel that sometimes? Do you think it's it's a choice how you're going to go through a crisis? Is it all about attitude? Is it about positive thinking? 
that will get you through it faster besides having, or not faster, but easier um, with a higher power? Is it a choice, do you think, when you're going through traumatic things? I think that it's a little bit of both because in some of Mm -hmm. the stories in the book where um, uh, people had lost their loved ones, uh, their husbands or their, you know, their, their children, there mm-hmm. were moments where they wanted to join them. You know, Deborah Bouvet mm-hmm. thought seriously about committing suicide to, to rejoin her husband. And what kept her here on the earth plane was her daughters. Uh, that, that was basically her anchor here. And then from there, she moved into helping others, which was a conscious decision. So I think that there is a, a conscious decision to make the choices that we make, but mm-hmm. I think that we're also led by our higher power, and and that often comes to us in dreams, um, even nightmares, because it's very easy to forget a wonderful dream, but sometimes the, mm-hmm. the biggest messages that we need to remember come to us in a nightmare because they're harder to forget. They're like uh, little nuggets of gold uh, in, that, in that nightmare. So, yeah, it is a choice. I think everybody mm-hmm. who got from, goes from a chaos into a clarity is stronger for having done mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. and they they take that confidence with them into the next crisis. And there's always going to be another crisis. Always there, mm-hmm. there always is. But at some point, you realize, ah, it's just another one. Roll with the punches, um, mm-hmm. and you know, have a crisis party. That's what we did <laughs> out here. We just. We just had a virus party, and, and uh, everybody brought a covered dish. We didn't have 50 people, but we all just partied. We had all kinds of games that we did here at the house. It was like we were back in grade school, and we felt better for it because it was like almost thumbing your nose at the crisis and saying, we're bigger than you, and, and we mm-hmm. can wait you out. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, sometimes attitude can can make the difference and and we're seeing that too you know we we hadn't really mentioned this and you don't know anything about this yet amy but our second book um uh is is getting ready to 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 wrap up in april mm-hmm. and it's crappy to happy that's the title so <laughs> i think that people <laughs> yeah people who are shut in right now they're going to have some darn good crappy to happy stories and uh, if you find that you've got one and you want to share it with us, definitely go to the Sacred Stories Publishing uh, website and mm-hmm. look for the uh, book. Um, what did we call book them? Book, uh, book the, project. Mm-hmm. The book project. That's it. The book project. <laughs> Click on there, and it'll give you all your information. And definitely send us your stories because we want to hear them. I'll bet they're going to be good ones. Yeah. No toilet paper. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Be. I know. I go to Publix every day, and I'm like, at different times, there's no. T- I have toilet paper, but I look down that aisle, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, on? I know. My husband and I were laughing because I didn't get there in time to get additional toilet paper. I think we have enough, but we're both looking at the cat boxes because we have two Siamese cats going, well, if push comes to shove. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I, I have pets too. They're just like, oh, you got enough litter, but maybe mommy doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we've got enough litter. We got plenty of that. It was the toilet paper, but uh, we got all. We've also, you know. And here's the thing: when I went to see if I could find any more toilet paper, and there was none, there was a woman standing there with her husband. He looked like he was going to cry, and oh. I looked at her and I said, "You know, there's still napkins left." 
over yep. in the other section. And I said, just take the napkins and put them right next to your toilet. Works just as well. He was running so fast, I thought he was going to run over all the old people in the aisle to get to those napkins. So, you know, if you see somebody in the store and they look like they're going to cry, see if you can help them. Um, chances are they're just stuck in the moment. I know. I, I, I use, I'm like, Kleenex works, too. I mean, there yep. was a bunch of Kleenex at Walgreens, but they, I'm like, I'll just grab a bunch of Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever you've got to do to get through it, and we want to hear those stories, because those stories may be something that will help somebody else the next time we are in some yeah. kind of crisis. Let's hope it's not as big as this one, but let's face yeah. it, every single day we've got something happening. Exactly, exactly. Well, ladies, uh, we're we're running short on time. Wow, where did this time go? Wow. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Reverend Pat, do you have anything uh, where people can find you and uh, any closing uh, thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Kat, thank you so much for mentioning Crappy to Happy. I, I do. Um, yeah. We're going to be, Crappy to Happy will launch this fall, and we would okay. love, we're still open for submissions from authors and all the information, you know, and they could find me and everything about Sacred Stories Publishing and media and mm-hmm. all the other wonderful books we have. Um, at sacredstoriespublishing.com. And, and again, if mm-hmm. you're interested in being a published author and sharing your story with us, we have a lot of fun. There's, um, it's, it's so much more than, you know, just a traditional book project. We do interviews and marketing and publicity, and it's just, it goes on and on. But, but beyond everything, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and so, yeah, I'd love, I'd love for some people to check it out and, and join us. Thank you, Amy. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank you, Kat and Reverend Pat. I like you rhyme. <laughs> I love it. It's cute. Uh, for coming on the show. I think we're going to uh, probably air the show sooner than I thought. So this will be really good. And, That's great. Uh, and so for your audience, if they're listening now, I'm doing a show mm-hmm. tonight. Um, I do it on Tuesday nights, and it's a video podcast, Dreaming Healing. Tune in, and I'm going to be talking about this some more, and you can always find those on my website, which is KathleenO'KeefeCannabis.com or The Queen of Dreams. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. It was a pleasure. Uh, We'll probably have you on again for the next book. So this is Amy Toy with Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Um, May the angels carry you through to next week. Take care, ladies. God bless you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Look upon